Welcome back to Fourth and Forever, episode one, baby, or in Spanish, uno. There we go. Wow, what a weekend. What a weekend. Great weekend. For both of us. I think the audience deserves to have a little insight into our uh, personal endeavors, just to get to know Mark and Adam on a deeper level. I know that you traveled to uh, one of the most popular cities uh, in the South. Rhymes with Pooh Borleans. Nice. New Orleans. Yep. Nola. Nola. New Orleans. Had you been there before? I had briefly, mostly for games, yeah. uh, quickly to go visit LSU way back in October. As a potential uh, school. No, no, no. Sorry. Uh, October this season right. to go cover them oh, right, right. for ESPN and yep. stuff. Uh, but this week to do some preview stuff for the, the national championship. championship game, which How? was incredible. It was. Incredible. Out of all the sporting events that you've attended, on, where does it rank energy-wise? Because to me, I feel like it's comparable to like an Ellen taping where people are just, hear me out, people are going fucking bonkers. There's a lot of dancing. There's a lot of horny white women. There's a lot of, uh, there's just a lot of energy. You know what I'm saying? People yeah. are just fired up from start to finish. Is that consistent? I Yes. Yeah. <laughs> How big is the stadium? Ooh, that's a good question. Yeah. 60,000? Damn. Seven, maybe close to 70? It's college football. There's more people that attend those games than the Super Bowl. Pro, yeah, but it's a pro. It's the Saints home field. Oh, gotcha. So, gotcha. Um, Have so. you been to the Peyton Manning uh, bar that's in New Orleans called oh, Manning's? No. Uh-uh. There should be a competing quarterback chain of restaurants. Like, You think there should? Well, Breeze owns Jimmy John's. Yeah, but I'm talking about one that's with his name. Like, if... I've, oh. if if Brett Favre like bought out Chuck E. Cheese and changed it to Favre's, those animals, by the way, always look like they're being held against their will at Chuck E. Cheese. What animals are you talking about? The robotic animal band at Chuck E. Cheese. What? Hey, have you not been to Chuck E. Cheese? Not. You're a dad. For a while. Not for a while. You got to step your dad game up. There's a Chuck E. You, Cheese near the airport. You have to go with kids, so how have you gone? Oh, okay. <laughs> they don't let oh, people. Oh, I can't go. This is a 37-year-old man with a dog. All right. They don't let people like you in. People? <laughs> what do you mean by you yeah. people? You don't have a kid, but you go to Chuck E. Cheese. That's weird, but you have a dog. I got a dog. New acquisition okay. to the fam. Uh, her name is Pickles. Come um, on. You said that on the phone, and I thought you were joking, but now hearing your tone in real life right now uh, is making me... I just... Really? Yeah, because here's the thing. I you do the dog name test tone call, right? The the test where you go like <laughs> like you're calling the dog and so you insert names. Obviously we two syllable names. Fido. Fido, yeah. Pickles. Old Yeller, too long. So why don't you like the name Pickles? What name I don't love when I, I mean, send you the video. I'm, I like Tommy Pickles. That's what they call me in the hood. But do also really? from Rugrats. Yeah. But also from Rugrats. Get wow. to know your co-host, dude. Should I start to say? Jeez, I'll respond to my late night LinkedIn text. <laughs> um, I do think that uh, that me getting a dog is exciting. I do and, too. Uh, I also am going to miss her a lot because I have to go to Baltimore this weekend to do shows. Ooh. And, uh, you don't want to take her to Baltimore, huh? No. Um, I think Pickles, <laughs> I want her to be like young and enjoy life. She came up in LA. Like okay. this is. like How I old is she, by the way? Eight weeks. <laughs> she came up for the last eight weeks in LA. Yeah, yeah. She knows the city pretty well. She knows well. the city pretty well. Yeah. She uh, shops at Rock and Roll Ralph's. <laughs> She's uh, allergic to Pinkberry, we found out. But uh, Baltimore is, if you haven't been there, uh, you have. It's, look, it's a fine city, a good comedy city. I'm sure you have the, the same experience uh, when you play it, right? You go to a city for the first time, and when you have some experience happen, whether in game, on field, off field, you uh, identify that city with that, with that yeah. experience. Sure. My first show in Baltimore ever, after the show, a woman came up to me, very drunk, right? She was like, and I was like, thank you. I think that was a compliment. She just came out of the show. And then she dropped her purse, right? 
And, uh, and we all kind of stepped back and we're like, whoa. And then a tampon fell out of the purse, hit the ground, and then like rolled towards me. And then she looked down, and then I looked down. Used or unused? Uh, unused. It looked like it was still wrapped. I looked down at the tampon. She looked, she looked up at me, and I was like, no, no, no. This is your move right now. You know, that tampon. Tampon. That tampon. tampon. <laughs> that harpoon? Tampon? I don't know what a tampon is. No. It fell out, and uh, she picked it up. She was so embarrassed, right? You know, it's a very vulnerable moment to have a tampon fly out of your purse. I picked up the tampon, I handed it back to her, and then she took it, and then she goes, ooh, sorry, I have a tampon. Like, she was so embarrassed that she was like... Then you said it's I, no big deal, and you took out one of your pocket. One. A tampon, yeah. And tampon. I was like, I'll match your tampon with a tampon. <laughs> or you're a pads guy. My, I'm a pads guy. Sick. Is there a male tampon equivalent? Now the wrong subject. Is it? No. God, I'm so gullible. So, <clears throat> look... Um, Last week, just say it. Oh, for one, just say it. I picked oh the Titans. They beat the Pats. They beat the Ravens, and that was that. And now they're going to Kansas City, where they're gonna beat them too. Cause Ryan Tannehill's the man. Ooh, he's got a super hot wife. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Derrick Henry's pretty good too. Uh, the Titans. Oh, that was pretty good. The Titans are gonna go. You can find that track on iTunes tomorrow morning. It's called <laughs> "What Up T." Uh, <laughs> Tannehill is on a roll, and I am picking the Titans again, again. But first and foremost, oh, picked God. them last week. Nobody did. I don't think anybody. Nobody. I don't think ever. the general manager of the Titans picked the Titans. No. Going to Baltimore was a big deal to pick up that W. Um, it was the game seemed to me like it was over in the first half. I just think momentum is a pretty devastating thing to overcome when it's not in your favor. Um, and Lamar Jackson looked like he wasn't ready for the moment. But I'll tell you who was, Derrick Henry and the rest of the T-Titans. And now, <laughs> T -Titans. because they won, and I won the bet, which was, of course, the loser had to fork up their phone and let your, uh, myself sift through their uh, digits and find a number to prank call. And uh, boy, you're friends with Rex Ryan? That's fucking dope. And you got his number. And for I today's... I saw him in New Orleans. This you did? So oh, great. Weird. Did you guys chum it up a little? Oh, yeah. Okay. I so saw you, him in the airport. Went over and tackled him. Do people get excited when they see two celebs hug in the airport like that? Well, a lot of them were like... The stars are just like fans. us. They hug each other when they see each other. They have emotions. They have emotions. Yeah. How much did you guys kind of, you know, rekindle the uh, relationship? To where a phone call oh, right no. now we, will we not... Talk, we talk pretty regularly, great. so... So it's, this phone call will not be completely... Especially because of the ESPN thing. So we see each other there. Great. He's been wanting me to coach in this hula bowl that's not going to work out schedule-wise, but... Gotcha. Okay, great. So, so I know that you and Rex have a history, obviously, on the field, but yes. off the field... What are you going to bring up? Well, I know that there's a tattoo that lives on the internet <laughs> oh, and also Jesus. lived on his body for a little bit. Uh, a tattoo of his wife, very sweet, in a Sanchez jersey. Nikki. Oh, my God. After a second <laughs> oh AFC Championship God. game appearance, right? <laughs> yeah. It's going to be good. And then apparently you guys uh, don't go back, right? Don't make it to the bowl. And he changes the jersey well, on the tattoo. Yeah, when he went up to Buffalo. Okay. Uh, it's, um, he was like, I'm no I longer with the to see it recently. But I'm, You've I'm, seen the tattoo. I've seen it yeah. before. For your um, participation in losing the ballsy bet of the week. Okay, you're gonna so call, what do I have to say? You're going to call Rex Ryan and, uh, and you're going to bring up the, the, the tattoo change and how it's bummed you out. And you haven't been able to sleep much. And hey, Rex, it was great to see you. Look, I have constructed a handful of lines that you are required to say on the phone to Rex Ryan. 
You can uh, insert them we at your We want him own. to be a guest on the show at some point, so let's not ruin this. Oh, yeah, it's going to be great. These are all fun lines. Okay. And if you are friends with them, these will go over great. I need you to put on your Tom Hanks actor hat, okay? Or, you know, I don't know, Selma Hayek, are we doing whoever this you right adore. Now? Yeah, we're doing it right now, I think. Can we get Rex on the phone? All right. Here comes the Rex call. So ease into it, and then just, you got a bunch of lines on the screen here. And just go through them at your own discretion. Keep it real. <clears throat> keep it honest. Hello. Coach. You, man. What's the word? You got a free minute? Yeah, yeah let's go. One, it was good to see you in New Orleans. Also, um, God, what was I going to say? Oh, LSU won. Did you catch that? I caught it and I was very upset. <laughs> um, no, I'm just messing with you. But um, so I was doing this show earlier and we were talking about the Titans. And my buddy's like, dude, it's just like your run with right. the Jets, with Rex, and like the run game, the defense, all that kind of stuff. So we had this long discussion. And so I was, you know, obviously bragging that I at least threw for over 100 yards. I know Tannehill hasn't. Right. <laughs> and then, and then um, it was brought up, and it kind of reminded me about the tattoo of Mickey on your arm and the jersey. Right. And then I thought about how you changed it to the Buffalo yeah, it never worked. jersey, and I feel, like, I feel like we got to change it back to mine. I'm serious. You're out of your mind. Why would you not do that? Um, no. Are you kidding me? You know, that, that doesn't tickle when you get those things done. It doesn't tickle. I thought we were cool, though. I thought, <laughs> like... the tattoo changed back to his number? Is that Mick? That's Mick. Right she there. knows. <laughs> she wants to change it, too. Is she... Ask her if she's married to Rex Ryan or Rex Lyon. Mick, how's my girl doing? How you doing? Yeah, so. I, I was going to name my second kid Rex, and now I don't even want a kid. Yeah, now. I don't want a second kid now. Yeah. Just because of that, man. When you, seriously, when you covered the tattoo, it's like me clogging my toilet and then blaming it on my cat. Like, that just. Are you out of your mind? I couldn't have a jet colors. I don't even have a cat. Well, you know what I'm saying? It's jet colors, dude. I couldn't have it when I'm coaching the Bills. Are you? And then when I went in there, it looks like shit. So, so I then. I'm not changing it back. <laughs> All right, I have one I'm more question, but it's for back. you and Mickey. How much do you even bench? Oh, fuck. Right now? Right now. Bench. Oh, yeah. Fuck. Who knows? Dude, I used Say to you have a 225 once a year. Okay, honest, honest story. I used to do 225 once a year. I do it. We go to um, Indianapolis, and they have, you know, they, you you know, players step up, you introduce yourself, right? For the combine. So I, yeah. So okay. I do it. I say, all right, Rex Ryan from Oklahoma. Southwest. <laughs> Southwest. <laughs> and then I go, and then I'm like, I'm going to do one rep. 
because I used to do one a year. I get in there, I grab this fucking thing, and I'm like, holy shit. <laughs> now, the funny thing is, the camera's on me. I damn near have a brain aneurysm when I lived through that motherfucker. <laughs> and I got it one time. I've never been under the bench since. Oh, my God. How long ago was that? Oh, my God. It was, um, we were with the Jets. It was like my second or third year with the Jets. There's a bad Oh, my gosh. Yeah. All right. But you're back home right now, yeah? Yeah, I'm right now. All right. I got a mobile tattoo service at your house. I'm not joking. You're out of your fucking mind. But, I'm not hey, joking. Hey, if you don't, if you don't change it back to my number, you better tell Mickey I'm going to go get a Pete Carroll tattoo tonight. <laughs> uh, you got to look for the van. As far as you know, we're going to do it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, can I tell him now? All right, we're. <laughs> this was my. <laughs> I'm paying up on a bet right now with the co-host of my show. He made me say all these stupid ass lines. <laughs> hey, Rex, big fan. Hey, what's up? What up? So, I, I bet on Baltimore last week, and he bet me that if I was wrong, we could go into whoever was right gets to go on the other person's phone and call somebody and make them say a bunch of weird stuff. Oh my! So goodness. that was part of it. That is too. Funny. <laughs> so I held in Baltimore. I tell you what, right? These guys did did a little ground and pound though on them. They sure it did. Is hilarious. That was unbelievable. You know, my boys in Nashville. That was great. Rex, if I lost, yeah. Mark was going to have to call Simbad. And, oh, I, and we got a great story about this. I was going to have to call Simbad <laughs> and tell him I wanted to have a three-way with him and some uh Yeah, I had some, some weird stuff lined up for him to call uh, Sinbad because he's a comedian. And he's like, yeah, yeah no, every I time don't. I talk to Sinbad, I'm like, yo, brother, what's up? And he like talks different. And I'm like, dude, I'm going to make you say so much weird stuff to him. So that was oh, part of the bet. Oh, God, that's so funny. All Ooh. right, well, thanks for being cool about it, and we got to get you All on the right, show. Of course, man. You guys be good. Tell Rex, I, I can't her. wait to meet you, man, because right now. Na- Rex, I can't wait to meet you because right now you're just uh, my desktop screensaver, so I'd love to meet you live <laughs> in the flesh, dog. <laughs> All right, guys. All right, bro. All thank right. you so much. You Appreciate it, guys. All right. Thanks All right, for making bye. it weird. Later, bud. <laughs> dude the nervous laugh when he believed me he's like okay man definitely not gonna meet you <laughs> right. see you mark he's <laughs> looking outside his house <laughs> hey mick there's somebody uh, here that was dude amazing. is he the best or what that was that was pretty exceeded awesome. expectations way better than i thought how about mick do? being there that was perfect she's like well you know babe <laughs> <laughs> she was so cool he too makes a good point dude Gosh, what a good that was a really good funny. dude Oh man! Just uh, <laughs> he was so perplexed. Genuinely, he was like, "The fuck are you talking about, Sanchez? <laughs> How much do I bench? Like, You're serious <laughs> right now? <laughs> right now? Yeah, yeah well, go in your garage bench and bench right now. <laughs> We've set up some weights at a curves two it's, miles away. It's a mobile weight service <laughs> yeah, as well. Yeah. That was amazing, dude. Oh, oh geez, man, okay. I gotta win every week. That was I amazing. I hate this. Let's just go to some of these games because. <laughs> All right, I need, well, let's, I need a big win. I need a big uh, win this week. You do. And uh, are you taking the Titans again? Will you double down on your Titans, dude? I. You got the song. You're a Nashville guy now. They beat the Pats. Uh uh-uh. uh. Then then they went to. Fuck, I already forgot how it goes. <laughs> and then they went to Baltimore. And now they're going to KC for some barbecue and some take it to you sauce on the side. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm taking Titans. Look, okay. I think. 
when I play blackjack, I let it ride. And when mm. I make my ballsy bets of the week, on let it ride. Isn't that another game that you let it ride? Craps. Yeah, yeah you let it ride I if think. you're. Um, it's craps. If you like, like keep it all the money out. If it's once black, you win, if you're saying blackjack, then it's double down. Look, dude, I play go fish competitively, and that's <laughs> it. I've been to Vegas once on accident. Um, okay, so I think the Titans are having a classic get hot at the right time moment. Sure. Um, I think Andy Reid is just doomed. Seems like he's cursed, Man, right? It's it some, sucks but it, because it's, he looks like my best friend's dad. So, like, part of me feels like, oh, I want this guy to succeed. Yeah. But uh, I just don't think it's going to happen. I think at home, I think Casey's a tough place to play. I've been there. Um, but, dude, again, I think there's something magical about being in a place that you're not supposed to be in and sure. having the pressure, right? I mean, it's just, I, are I they think, going in with a clear mindset? They're definitely going in with a clear mindset. There's a lot of parallels to be drawn between that Titans team or the Titans team this year and the Jets teams in 2009, really more of the 2009 year. Um, but being able to go on the road, win a couple playoff games, it's not easy. You develop and you can tell they have it, yeah. this road warrior mentality. And it is, it's you against the world, against the whole stadium, against the people at the hotel that you're staying at. I mean, everybody Everyone's wants the hometown shit. team to win. Yeah. And you develop this camaraderie and it galvanizes your team. And you become closer to these people than you ever have because you're all marching in the same direction. And I mean, you got to fight, man. You got to fight for it because everything's stacked up against you. Um, those were some of some of my favorite memories. And for Tannehill, like he's never been in this situation before, right? Right. Just like my first year, everything is so new and so fresh. You try and block out all the distractions. For somebody like Mahomes, he's done it before. At least he's seen it. He smelled it. He's tasted it. And they lost last year. But don't forget, if they don't jump off sides, the game's over. They stop him on a third down. Yeah. Like the game's yeah. over. And you have to imagine that when you lose in the playoffs, sure. you're only hungrier and hopefully better and more so prepared. So hungry for the next year. Yeah. Because after that first year's loss against Indianapolis, we're up at halftime. I mean, halftime of the AFC Championship game, my rookie year, I walked into halftime like up two scores or what? Uh, we were up four points, Damn. six points or something. On Peyton And at it was home. just like, Do you, is it oh tough my to God. not let yourself step yeah, out like, of yourself and think about I that? I walked in the, at halftime thinking, holy crap, we're going to the Super Bowl. <laughs> This is going to be nuts. I'm going right, go to New Orleans and game. order everything on the Peyton menu <laughs> and fucking make them pay for it. Yeah. yeah. Kevin Byard kind of talked about like the road warrior mentality. Yeah. And it's, it's the us against them mentality. Was there something like that with Rex, kind of with the team? Yeah. So what Rex reminded us of, he lined us all up on the sideline, toes on the white line, and he said the entire team. Uh, I believe the coaches as well. This is second year. This was the first year. Oh, gotcha. And he said, step forward uh, away from the sideline a couple steps. If, if you've uh, seen Shanghai Nights in the theaters. <laughs> <laughs> if, if you have, if you've uh, been in the playoffs before. So boom, it cuts your roster almost in half yep. like that, right? So then he says, okay, if you've won a playoff game, step forward, boom, cuts it down even more. Then he said, if you've won multiple playoff games or appeared in a championship game, step forward, boom. I'm stuck on the sidelines. I was like, well, this is only my hey 12th game or <laughs> you know, whatever. Uh, this is my 17th game. Yeah. So uh, basically, he goes all the way to who's won a Super Bowl, whatever. It was just Alan Fanica, I believe. Yeah. And uh, maybe one or two other players. But he reminds you of how important this is, how special this moment is, how it's um, a privilege and not a right, but we've earned our way to get there. 
Now we got to capitalize. Yeah. You know, this is your chance. You might never go to the playoffs again. It gave us great perspective on where we were. That's why he developed, he put out a whole calendar of our schedule through the playoffs all the way through the Super Bowl and the parade. What for? To get our mind there. Like, we're going to a parade. We're going to win the Super Bowl. So make your travel plans. Because some people might argue that thinking that far yeah, ahead that's, is getting over right. But he ambitious. just basically, the day of the first week of the playoffs, he just, in the wild card round, he just went through an entire schedule on the big screen in front of the whole team. So he was auditorium. all about celebrating the experience and oh, being like, no doubt. start to envision no doubt. all this because it makes it more real and, and you want I mean, more? We heard Rex on the conversation. You know how yeah, he is, yeah, but yeah. he's like, you know, whoever's coming back from Disney World, make sure I get a ticket. Wow. <laughs> like, you know, like that's how detailed and sure he was that just like we said last week, you got to just get in the tournament, right? Just yeah. get in yep. and see what happens. That's where Tennessee's at. And you don't want to mess with the bully like that. And that's the way our team was because of our rushing attack. You shorten the game, you limit the other team's possessions. And that's really the formula to beat Patrick Mahomes. You can't give him the ball multiple times. If he has the ball last, look out. You know, that, that just yep. sucks when you play a guy like that. Cause you know, assume every time he gets the ball, he's scoring. So we need to limit those opportunities. This is and why a run first offense is always such a hard thing to come by, but no so powerful, right? Because controlling game of time of possession is just what, like you're taking so huge. the flow out from, from uh, you the disrupt other. rhythm, you disrupt their opportunities. The less opportunities they have, the better it is for you, obviously. And then you just make it difficult. You keep them out of a rhythm. You keep them waiting for more and you just suck all the air out of the game. Where did... It's uh, not flashy, it's not pretty, it's kind of ugly, but you win the game and you move on and then Rex would say, you know, all the top seeds moved on yeah. and the f Jets, <laughs> yeah. you know, like you'd remind everybody. Yeah, you did. So but also, that was cool. I mean, you obviously threw for more yards than Tannehill. Uh, can they, and I think so, which is why I'm picking them. I'm gonna pick them <clears> to go to the bowl. We'll see what happens wow. when they get there. Yeah. The Tennessee Titans in the Super Bowl. Yep. No chance. Dude. Tennessee has given us a lot over the past few years, but when's the last time Faith Hill I mean, had a true hit? It's time for somebody else to take the fucking spotlight <laughs> in Nashville, and Ryan Tannehill, surprisingly, is going to be that guy. I don't think he's going to throw for over 200 yards in a game the rest of the year, but I don't think he has to. He I hasn't think, thrown for over 100 yeah, exactly. in the playoffs. Yeah, I don't think is he needs to. Is this a side ballsy bet, a mini ballsy bet? Are you going to oh. say he's going to throw for over 100 yards? You know, I wasn't, but I think I just did. <laughs> yeah. How about this? Side mini ballsy bet. And this is just like maybe a meal. Maybe okay. actually, how about this? You got to take me to Chuck E. Cheese. No. Fine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. You didn't buy me no, like a sandwich. We can't or something. get in without a child. You know that. <laughs> Bring your son. Yeah, no, like he can't uncle. see you ever. Well, <laughs> I don't want even let him watch this. I am a fun uncle. No, I, I have I, that tattoo. No, I'll take you to eat and for Super Bowl. Okay. How about that? I think uh, Tannehill throws uh, over 200 yards in the next game. Over 200? 200, yeah. 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 Yep. I like it. I mean, I'll take the bet. I, That's a lot. Because I love how me. much you don't believe in that. And I want He that hasn't to thrown for a hundred. You're betting he's thrown for over 200. Yet. I, yep. I'm, I agree with you. I'm just saying, okay. Yep. If yep. That's, I, think okay. He's gonna, I think he has to. I think okay. I think I like the Chiefs. Stop D. thinking about it. Just shake my hand because this is a lock. <laughs> I like the Chiefs D uh, more than I do the Ravens I D bet. and the Pats D. Uh, Frank Clark, ex Seahawk, I think has got something. Can to you prove. rank your D's that you like? How dare you? My mom's watching this. That was an easy one. Um, tell me this. They say the players, you know, the players got to play the game. But you talking about Rex's way to motivate the team. Mm -hmm. How different does that uh, play into um, for the Titans with a first-time playoff quarterback and uh, and just getting this far? Does he just kind of step back and go, "We're rolling"? I don't really want to fuck up 
uh, again, like the rhythm or just how we got here. I don't want to mm-hmm. do anything too. I don't want to bring in, you know, like Peter I see, I, I know used to bring in like, you know, celebrities, big, celebrities to like get you yeah. jacked up. How much can that really factor into changing your mindset? And is there more value in probably stepping back and just being like, yo, we got here. Let's treat this like any other game. <clears throat> the players, if you can't pump yourself up for sure, the NFC, cha- there, NFC yeah. championship game, then why should you be um, playing? One of the things that Rex did that was great in the divisional round was this really cool story about Dennis Bird, who was a part of the SAC exchange in New York, a great defensive lineman there. And he ended up paralyzing himself when he ran into another player when they were trying to sack the quarterback. I believe it was against the Chiefs. And uh, Rex brought him in to talk to our team the night before the Patriots divisional game oh that we won. Oh my God. And he his whole message to us was cherish this moment because it could be the last one you ever have. And he's just like, told us how much he appreciated the game and how much he missed it. And watching us succeed this year brought like life back to him, oh brought emotion back into his life. I mean, this was an, a very powerful speech and he brought think? the jersey that they cut off of him. Um, what the fuck? I know, it was so heavy. And so it just jacks up the team. You like you're like, dude, not only that. do we wanna play well for play us for him. in this moment, but we were playing for Dennis Bird and we took out the jersey as one of our honorary captains in the game. It That's was like, incredible. it was, um, like bittersweet, you know, yeah. in some ways, and a total tearjerker and everything. And I remember, you know, right after those night before the game talks, you know, those meetings, I would sit down with Coach Cav and he would just kind of give us our list of stuff. And he would always remind us, you know, he was our quarterback coach and he would just say, you know, you're going to get two or three first downs with your legs and that's going to be huge for us. You're going to make timely completions. We know exactly what we want to do in the red zone. You're going to execute that well. He would just give you like a good, positive, final you're sound gonna off. Do this. Yeah, yeah, like more of like an affirmation. It was um, never like you have to and do I, this. Yeah, or no, it was don't no, sleep I, tonight. Mark. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It was it was very positive and affirming statements. Yes, yeah. exactly. And so he's like, I don't know what I have to tell you tonight. There's nothing much to say after that. If you're not ready to go tomorrow, then we got other issues. And wow. I'm like, you're right, man. Let's roll. So it was it was pretty special. And Dennis Bird was um, very ins- inspirational. Yeah, that's uh, I've never I've you know I played high school football for three years, and our coach was to a fault almost too passionate, but could motivate like nobody I've ever been on the receiving (laughs) end of, which I think works for football. He was also the basketball coach, God bless him. Ended up getting fired for throwing a water bottle at somebody's head and breaking a chalkboard at a halftime <laughs> tournament in Tucson, Arizona. That's another podcast. But for football, you need that fucking like in your face, yeah. like somebody to jack you up. Do you think the Titans would benefit or be hurt by by that? And do you think they need to just continue treating this like it's not a game away from the Super Bowl? I think treating it like another game, like understanding that everything on the outside is getting bigger and changing the circumstances on the outside change. More interviews. That's the other thing. You're getting thing, hit up by more notice, friends you haven't talked to in exactly. years. Exactly. All the texts after games, but not just that. Like, there's always a lot of media. There were a bunch of beat writers, probably, you know, anywhere from 15 to 30 all the time and in our press conferences and stuff. Yeah. But then when all the other markets shut down, they send people, like when we were in New York, they'd send people from Philly and Chicago and all these other places that don't have playoff teams that year. And so your media, stuff Holy grows shit. and grows. We finally had to do it in like the auditorium. We had to set up a different press conference place at our facility with the Jets because there were so many people. How was that? It was, I was just like, whoa. Overwhelming. What's going on? Why is everybody here? And you know, you do these side one-on-one interviews and oh, I'm with the Dallas Sun-Times and I'm with the so-and-so, so-and-so. And you're like, whoa. Can you ever phase yourself <clears throat> out of the game? Like if Tannehill, who hasn't been had a uh, media, you know, junket uh, similar right. to what he's especially about to go. he's been used to a small market. Yeah, Ten- Nashville's. I mean, huge for country music, but football, it's not like right. 
They don't have as many beat writers every day. So I guarantee the press conferences this week were like, whoa. It looks right. like one of his you know, uh, auditorium classes with like 300 people oh, yeah. at Texas A&M. He looks savvy and composed enough to handle it, but, yeah. and you can speak to this, ha- having not been a part of it, can he, let's say he flubs a couple interviews or isn't as articulate as he wanted to be. Sure. Like if, can he, and people are like, geez, fucking weird interview, Tannehill. Like, can he take that and and get in his head and be like, God, I fucking was so bad in the interviews. And, and then that starts to chip away at his confidence. Right now they're in the business of like trying to build this team up. Because they're probably throwing some like, fastballs, right? Yeah, because a lot of, I'm sure a lot of the networks are like, well, Tennessee's kind of ruining the playoffs for us. Totally. You know? Not like, exciting, Grady's not flashy. Like, yeah. Tannehill, so, like, yeah, so, what does that name even mean? You know? So it's, different for them they want sound bites for the media right? right they want a story so are they, they gonna want, throw some shit you, like they want you to guarantee you're winning they want you to you know ooh, say something Tana about Hill the other his dick in his pants right <laughs> something about the other team something about you know they have a liability somewhere right. or whatever you know they're, they're trying they're to get to set the him up like yeah. this guy didn't play as well this week what do sure. you think yeah and that's you just got to be on guard you don't got anybody to coach you through that stuff do you is there a media um, team for the i mean there's people that help out right. but it's not easy for everybody if you don't if you didn't go to usc if you didn't play quarterback at usc it's not like i had tim Teslone at usc to help me out with a lot of stuff like that and it taught me a lot going to new what york his name? and at tim Teslone. fuck what a dope he's name. he's great he's the uh sid at sc he's still the, the si who as a sports information director. That's dope. Okay, so so you're taking the Chiefs in this one. I'll take the Chiefs at home. I just I feel like this is Mahomes' year. This got to be man. He's special. He is a special. He dude. really is. He's not the best in commercials, but he's really great <laughs> on the field. The what ketchup is, squirting one. I mean, what's the one he does in the locker room? It's it's with a soap one, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, with head and shoulders. I mean, Troy Palomalo is you know nothing. He's to pretty write good home. though. He's pretty good. I didn't expect that voice. From Troy? Yeah. He's so like soft spoken. Yeah, he's like, huh? my name's Troy Palomar. He's like, I ain't No, back. he didn't say that. Oh, it was like very that. Muppety. It was Muppet on Muppet in that commercial. <laughs> Mahomes is, dude, Mahomes looks like Gonzo's best friend. Troy Palomar. Yeah, kill he you. might kill you. Oh, he's the man. Yeah. He's going to be yeah. your ass. And he's an SE guy. So, Which is why I love him. We're going to Dude, cut you that shit out. on the ones you love. We're going to kill you. Troy, where's my, Troy, where's my, I'm sorry, Troy came. Um, all right, so you got the Chiefs. I got the Titans. Um, that's that game. Yeah. There's a game that uh, I wish I cared more about, but uh, I got to be honest. Okay. I don't because the Niners. The Seahawks Niners. I mean, Packers oh, Niners. Oh, my God. You want to talk about my parents' divorce after you say that? <laughs> Look, dude. All right, let's just get this off your chest. What do you have to say about the Seahawks quickly? We got screwed by a <clears throat> Jimmy Graham, didn't check it in the booth review, first down. But we screwed They reviewed our- it. Did they? They were like, okay, it looks they, like you got it. And then they were like, let's check up in the booth. And he's like, yeah, it looks pretty close. And they're like, let's go to New York. And they're like, you got it. Sounds <laughs> like they reviewed it. <laughs> I don't know that it was so there. To me, it, it is the one thing that sucks about watching the game at home is there's not, you're never going to be satisfied with a certain angle or, or view of, of how close it was. Right. Obviously, there was one that looked like he definitely was down. Then there was one where I was like, no, he did get it. Furthermore, I but think the line the Hawks, might be off. On the TV, potentially. They the game didn't come down to science. that. The game didn't come no, down to I that. No, I mean, there were too many sacks, and they got down so early. It's just hard to come back. That's the one thing that I... Unless was... you're the Chiefs. <laughs> Yikes, dude. Sorry. Go ahead. Russell Wilson, though, you saw him pacing Here's, those sidelines, okay, I waiting. said this earlier in the year. Having to scramble around like that all the time, it's not a sustainable way to win. Yeah. It's a lot. A lot. Scramble drill every play is a lot. 
I mean, Mahomes does it too. Watson does it time to time and stuff. But Russ, I mean, they were riding that. Every play. All the way well, back the run to, game. The, to the um, Rams game early in the year that went yeah. bananas on Thursday yeah, yeah, night. Yeah. But it's just a lot. Every time, those plays are hard. And they take a long time. They take a lot out of your team. You're exhausted. You know who wasn't exhausted? Aaron Rodgers. Probably because he was filled with so much pregame love. Here's one thing that I want to talk about, and I think it should be addressed in the NFL front office before the tw- 2019, I'm sorry, the 2020-2021 season. No um, touching referees? No touching referees. I Are don't you allowed to like, shake their hand? Dude, no. Or what do you have to do? No just physical the contact. <laughs> Unnecessary affection. Aaron Rodgers, A, dude, you want to talk about somebody who sucks in commercials. Uh, but also, I don't like your smug face. Here's the thing. He's so good, dude. He's, he's so, so good. He's so good that it's boring and it drives me crazy. Why, and, why do you say that? And he just also like, look, we had two big third downs. If we stop him, Russ gets the ball back and for sure wins the game. But this is bullshit, dude. And I heard you say, yeah, well, we develop rapport with the refs. You've been you around them. I don't like the embrace. He's got one hand. He's smiling. He looks like they're both they're taking tango. a dance class yeah. because their wives told them to, and they're like, let's just make the best of this. And they're holding on to each other for dear life. This is bullshit. If Russ did that and they won, you wouldn't care? I would. No, you wouldn't. I would. I'd be like, oh, I don't like that you're... Um... It's like, do you remember in Mighty Ducks when Gordon Bombay, uh, Emilio Estevez, was yeah. bought ice cream for the Iceland chick? Boom! Same shit. And all the kids were like, remember? Goldberg was like, are you really getting ice cream with the Iceland chick? And then, uh, and they turned on him, you know? And what happened? Mighty Ducks 3. Fucking <laughs> straight to DVD. Uh, stats don't lie. I think Rodgers is truly one of the best QBs to ever play. But what else do we say about this excluded. one? He's from NorCal. Right. Sam Fran passed on him in the draft. Can't, hasn't uh, won in, in... They haven't won in California this year. They got rolled. Manhandled last game. By the Chargers and... And uh, Sam Fran. How much does that truly play? Because people love to bring that up and go, last time I played, what was it, 38 to 6? 37 yeah. to 7? Uh, in, in San Fran. Yeah. So, but that was early in the season. This is the playoffs. It's a different time. Yep. It's a different squad. It's always a little different the next time you play, but still, they... How, how much do you weigh in Rodgers' playoff experience, won a Super Bowl? Well, they haven't been to the Super MVP, Bowl. But been to the playoffs. This is Jimmy G's first time yeah. ever going to the playoff. It's not as bad. I know he didn't play in those games with the Pats, but Jimmy G's seen it. Mm-hmm. And he's seen the best to ever do it go through his routine. So you think that, that he's just as prepped? I mean, he's he's seen what it looks like. If somebody shows you you know, a, a movie or a role and they're like, hey, can you kind of pull that off? Are you going to do your best? You have a pretty good yeah. idea what it looks like. imitate it, right? Do you think home field advantage settles him down for the amount of pressure that is obviously looming over him? Because the Niners... He's never started an away game in the playoffs anyway. All he knows are home playoff games. Is it a waste of a season if they don't win and go to the Super Bowl Oof. for the Niners? I know they've been picked by a lot of of uh, uh, people to who represent just, the NFC. Yeah. yeah. I mean, here's the thing. When you say stuff like that, I, of course I agree, but everybody feels like that. The Bengals feel like that. Well, I don't know. The Dolphins feel, feel like that. I'm just, yeah. <laughs> they all feel like if you, there's one team that's happy at the end of the year, which is crazy. So the other 31 teams, like you might as well just ride off the year. That sucks. I think Rogers definitely has something to prove. <clears throat> I think, you know, the way that his last, you know, in 2014, when the Hawks came miraculously back and, and took care of business, yeah. uh, he hasn't been this close since. That was 2014. I think there is something to be said about unfinished business. You know, I don't 
given I don't give the amount of value to not winning um, in California or or um, in San Fran. I think home field advantage is huge, but uh, I, I think there's a handful of quarterbacks, and again, you can speak to this that cut through. That those elements, right? Sure. Like the noise, whatever he's the noise playing on the road. It's about his supporting cast, right? Ex- his experience. Jimmy Graham, like, can he step up and maybe you he's know? Got to make a couple big catches. Devonte Adams is needs to have freak. another game of his life. Are you taking the pack? I'm taking the Packers. Wow. Because I I I think there's also something to be said about too much of a good thing and people just being on the Niners bandwagon. And Richard Sherman, dude, you were so good in Seattle, but now you're just kind of. You just don't like him anymore. Oh, he just runs his mouth. He also left Seattle and shit on Pete real hard. And it was like, dude, that guy is the one that gave you a chance, paid you twice. Um, look, loved you when you were in Seattle. You definitely still are playing with like this huge chip on your shoulder. It's like, yeah. dude, that nacho chip is now a Frito. It's barely there. So you're obviously dope. I want to see him lose. Uh, look, there are divisional. There are divisional. I'm being real. I'm speaking for a lot of people about the way they feel. Look, it's tough. I don't want the Packers to win because they took my Hawks out. No. But I don't want the Niners to win because they're divisional rivals. But also, I feel like if they go to the Super Bowl and win. Then there's that Super Bowl, like, can they repeat the hangover? I feel like you almost get cursed sometimes when you win. Something bad happens the next year, whether it's an injury or something. So part of me wants them to win because of that. Maybe they just get it out of their system. I'm taking the Packers. (laughs) As much as I have a lot of genuine disdain for Aaron Rodgers. Now we're never going to get him on the show. What is that? What does he say? Discount double check. How do you say it? Discount double check. (laughs) Oh, God. We'll edit that out. Yeah, I'm taking the Packs. You? (sighs) I got a cheese head, by the way, I bought from the Wisconsin airport. I will be wearing it on Sunday. Wow. Yep. That's a quick turnaround. Yeah. Four bucks for a cheese hat in the Wisconsin airport. I guess I could go. I mean, I, I just, gained town, 10 pounds just wearing it. Who's going to tackle Kittle? He is a monster. Would you say he might be uh, a top five player in the NFL? His haircut is a top five. <laughs> <laughs> it's so... He's bonkers, dude. Different. He's a different cat. He looks like he's, he's friends with the cast of Duck Dynasty, but also <laughs> is like a huge fan of uh, The Bachelor. He, and you can't figure them out. If you look at their roster that John Lynch has put together, then guys they acquire via trade this year. The drafts. Emmanuel made. Sanders. Then the guys they've drafted. Bosa. I mean, this is... They got to win. GM of the year if they win? Easily. Yeah. Firing Harbaugh is where it started. Yeah. I mean, that was Shanahan. huge, but bringing in Shanahan was... Harbaugh was Jim, way before, right? Jim Lynch brought in Shanahan. Yeah, who was... Oh, Chip. Chip was after John. Oh, yeah. That's right. So Chip was there for a minute. And then, but yeah, I mean, it's Shanahan, it's their acquisitions, the way they're playing. Dude, George Kittle, are you kidding me? He's one of the best players in the league right now. He is so violent. Yeah. The amount of hits he takes. And uh, he blocks. Yeah. He's maybe the best blocking tight end. That's where I think if uh, if Jimmy Graham could block the way that uh, Kittle did, I think he's not a blocker. Having getting Ford back, I mean, they're also healthy at the right time. Healthier than they were when they beat the brakes off him. I don't know. I think I'm going 49ers here. <sighs> Yikes. Jimmy GQ. He is a good-looking dude, man. Right? Do you think that matters? Do you think if he's having, like, a bad skin day, does that get in his head? No. Does Jimmy G ever not look like he just got done Italian's cleaning down, up dude. a mess? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> he's a charismatic dude, man. He's good in the uh, post-game interviews. I'll tell you that much. That's- he reminds me of what you said one time when you were like about kind of putting on the happy face and still trying to be uh, cordial. And even if you got the shit kicked out of you, just making it seem like, you know, you learned a lesson. So Mark, you are the only person in this corner that has real game experience 
uh, playing in the uh, AFC Championship. What advice would you give if we could call? You don't have Tannehill's number, do you? I don't. Not with that attitude. <laughs> I feel like if you had Tannehill's number and Jimmy G's, sure. And you're trying to give a championship pregame. I don't know if it's pep talk, advice, mm-hmm. suggestions, um, both quarterbacks. Jimmy G first. What do you tell him going in to play the Packers on Sunday? I would tell both of them probably something similar that there are going to be, um, one, trust your prep. Whatever you do as your routine, don't change. There's nothing to make up this week or on game day. There's no new footwork. There's no new reads. There's no new wrinkles that you need to throw in to like change anything. Do people try to do that? Overthink well, the situation? Well, if you overthink it or think, oh, what if, what if we tried to do this or do that? Like, don't get too cute. And, you know, I would say that to young quarterbacks, to Mitch, to Dak, any of those guys experiencing this for the first time. And it was said to me pretty plainly by Coach Sark and uh, other coaches as well but hey man game day is not the day to make shit up no new footwork no new reads just do what we've been doing trust your preparation trust your eyes trust your feet and go and cut it loose and understand that there's going to be certain situations a handful of third downs that aren't going to work so don't blow it on those plays when it's when it's done it's done just move on get us to fourth down and at the end of every possession we should kick either a field goal a pat or a punt that's it that's how we end our possessions. No audibling, basically. no calling. No, not to not like audibling. That's all in the game plan. A lot of that stuff's in the game plan, yeah. and a lot of it's feel. For instance, my second year in the 2010 playoffs, the wild card game. Now having this would have been my fourth playoff game after the three the year before. We lost to Indy in the championship game the right. year before, and having the confidence of being there, playing there, seeing it, feeling it, knowing it. I remember that last drive. We go down, I want to say a field goal or so. Uh, you maybe go down a, by like one or two, one or two points because we left. kick. We end up kicking a field goal to win. They kicked a field goal with forty three seconds yeah. remaining. They kick a field goal. They kick off to us. We put Cromarty back to return, and he rips off this huge return, yeah. like right near midfield, or he might have crossed midfield. But we still got to get another ten plus yards to get to the line where Nick Folk's going to make the field goal for us to move on. And I remember having time before that last play, and we end up throwing a fade to Braylon Edwards, and we had another call ready, and there was another call I liked better, and we didn't really have it the way I wanted to run it in the game plan necessarily. And I love this play. It was just one of those plays like you go with what you know, you trust your preparation, everything. If I'm going down swinging, I'm going down with this play. Like this is the play. And we used to call it Hick. It had no, you know, racial uh, affiliation. Maybe it did. Yeah. It was, literally stood for hitches and stick. So outside we had these hitch routes that are like six yard stop routes that would convert versus press man or press coverage or cover two. And then we had stick routes on the inside and the backs over the ball. So I just, I knew where to go versus every coverage. Yeah. It was easy. I had a feeling they were going to try and jam Braylon because they were trying to get physical with him all game. And I'm like, who else do I want? I want Braylon to the field one-on-one. He's going to get press coverage. And if I get blitz, I have easy outlets. Like I know this play. So I kind of wave off the call that we were thinking about. And I added a motion to it with Dustin Keller. And I just said, hey, start on the left, go to the right, right as we're breaking the huddle. I'm like, hey, hey, just yo to it, yo to it. And, or why mo? we called it or whatever. And so I'm like, you know, just change strength to see what they do at safety, see how they're going to react. Boom. We're getting man to man. I know it. We're dialed in and it's just catch the snap one step. And it was going up to Braylon either way. And he just went up and like, basically like postering somebody and, and with a slam dunk in the NBA, he just went up top and just, I mean, put his, you know what, right on the dude's shoulder. (laughs) Just I'll say the ball. Nutsack. You, so how do you see all that in that amount of time? That's part of it. You're just so locked in. And I'm also harboring that, like, I'm not getting knocked out of the playoffs again by these guys. Like that's not happening today. 
just going into that game, I just knew it. Like, whatever it takes. And it took a Cromartie return. It took Nick Folk's field goal, Brunel's hold, you know, everything. It took all that. But in that moment, it was just, yeah, this is, there is ever, how it's going down. Is there a point in the game, and w will there be for one of these guys, where, again, it being their for both their first um, uh, championship game, uh, Jimmy G and Tannehill, where if you do, let's say, they throw two picks in a row, right? Sure. Can you go to the sidelines and start to let doubt settle in and go, shit, man, like you just spoke, trust the preparation, stay with the game plan. Yeah. But like, at what point do you go, fuck, man, it's time to mix things up. Clearly what we're doing is not working. Right. Uh, and even the, co like, is that a coach's choice or is Part, that a cube? Yeah. Does a QB need to look inside of himself and go, I've thrown two picks. Maybe this is not my day to, to air it out. Maybe we need to focus more on the run or maybe I need to go to this receiver who I'm not going to because this connection isn't working out. You got to think that and this was something i learned from coach carroll but you got to think that something good is always around the corner so if i miss a bunch of passes or if i throw a couple picks look out because the numbers are going to even out i know i can complete the ball i'm here for a reason i know i can play you got to think that you got to yeah because if you don't dude if you see on the sideline go i can't, can't be right through two picks you can't, another one you can't it's just get to the truth of it yeah. quickly look at the picture look at the look at the tablet and then what's on that tablet on. by the way the uh basically there's a camera that takes pictures right before the snap and like a second after the snap. Damn, and yeah. it just gets shot right into there? Yeah, it used to be printed up and you'd flip through them and you could draw all over it. Now it's on a tablet surface thing. So. It wouldn't, what if they cut down to Jimmy G and he was just scrolling through like a photo Tinder. shoot of himself or Tinder? <laughs> Tinder, oh my God. Does but that it helps you just, you can identify certain things like certain checks have to go specific ways and coaches are like, hey, did you get a shade or a three? Or you yeah. know, basically asking where defensive linemen are lined up and we have specific runs that are fit up to block or more advantageous to block a certain way and so you check them they're either going right or left and you check them to a specific front and a specific look and so that's to go back and make sure one that you're right or two to say hey he's more of a two eye than right. a three shade or whatever and then let's change this up instead of a b block i want you two to do this you know you use basic everyday common words but they just mean something specific for those teams and that's how you change everything who's playing with less pressure like who if they don't show up and ball out do people go well you got this far good season Tannehill, right i mean yeah, they're not supposed to, the Titans, this run is I feel like the weight of the world is on either Aaron Rodgers and Jimmy G. Well, dude, Jimmy G because of the contract, Aaron Rodgers because he hasn't been back to the Super Bowl in a long time. Also, what are the social and geographical but, ramifications? Jimmy G loses, Google fucking gets bought out by Bing and shuts down <laughs> Silicon Valley. Tannehill loses, Faith Hill and Tim McGraw break, break up, up and we no longer have someone to sing the soundtrack for The Grinch if they ever remake it. Wow. I think that Jimmy G, to no, me... No, but what about Patrick Mahomes? He's got the weight of the world on his shoulders, too. Yeah, but he's been here, and I feel like... But he hadn't won it. Then he's just a guy that's like, wow, you know, he's MVP caliber, but he can't win the big one. He does strike me and looks like a guy that smells like a guy that might just never get to the bull. Whoa. Yeah, dude. You don't it, think Mahomes gets there? Oh, I think he will, but I just feel like he should have already gotten there. I feel like last year was the year. That was year. his first year playing. Should've, he should've sat his it. first year. I think there, so there's something in the air sometimes with a team. Here's what I think. I think Mahomes, no joke, will probably, will not finish with Casey. I think he goes somewhere else Whoa. and goes with them. Yeah, hot Whoa. take. You want to talk hot take? That was sizzling. Get your hot. sandwich out. I truly believe that. I think he has 
probably three, four more years, doesn't get there. And uh, and then they just both decide. Andy Reid probably bows out at that point. And I think the organization and him are just like, this is not working. Maybe somebody, Kelsey retires, gets traded. Somebody, something happens. Similar to what happened to my Hawks in 2014, where I think something happens in the locker room because of the frustration of not getting there. I think people start to break apart and he goes uh, elsewhere. I don't know where. Mm. I think they love Mahomes and I think he probably wins a couple. <laughs> he probably wins he probably Sunday wins. and then... Okay, like I didn't say it was the right take. I said it was a hot take. <laughs> yeah. <That's> a, <laughs> yeah. It's a hot take on a cold night. Now starting in left field. <laughs> Adam Ray. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I guess George Brett did stay with the Royals, but never won. So I won the first ballsy bet of the week. Brag about it. I, I will. Uh, you got to call Rex Ryan, which was a, <laughs> so funny. He's Could not gem. have been a better sport. He's a gem. He's a gem. Um, definitely thought you were fucking nuts for suggesting that, which was awesome because you are and you did. Um, and that was great acting, by the Thanks, way. Man. Yeah, I was Thanks. very impressed. Like, I know you're like transitioning into this like, you know, analyst, like stud on camera, but like we could see you in like, I don't know, dude, Forrest Gump 2 or, you know. Um, Radio. Remember, remember, remember. Hey, hey, remember, remember the Titans, the sequel? I get it. Do you say Radio 2? Yeah. That's a great movie. Thanks. Airbud 16, you can play the coach. Or the dog. Or the dog. Would you ever be the voice of like one of those, um, like Homeward Bound? Yeah. What animal though? Everybody thinks about this. Anything. Squirrel, bird. Wow, just say it like that, by the way. The most boring squirrel in cinematic history. Here, I'm gonna give you a line. Say, okay, ready? In the tone you just said it. Anything, squirrel, bird. Say it like that, ready? Here's your line. You're a squirrel. Okay. You're Kent the squirrel. Okay. Okay, and I'm Robbie the robin. So it's a bird squirrel comedy duo, all right? Okay. Hey Kent, uh, did I leave my did I leave my eggs in your tree? And that's not a euphemism. No. Nice. All right, I don't. I think we're gonna go in a different direction for the voice of the squirrel. Is Kevin Hart available? All right. Um, so for this bet, I'm picking the Titans. That was so bad. I'm gonna pick the Titans. You're gonna pick the Chiefs. The Chiefs. Okay. We've explained why. Um, we need to up the ante, okay? Calling Rex Ryan, selecting a random uh, or selecting someone from our phones was great. So we'll give the Could have gotten very weird. It did get kind of awkward. Rex, I don't think is ever going to uh, let me be within 15 feet of him or his wife. <laughs> I hope um, not. But uh, we should go know? to the fans, which, by the way, hit us up, DM us. Oh, yeah. On Submit 4th and Forever's yeah. Instagram. Submit and, it to our uh, DM. Every week, by the way, because we're doing a ballsy bet every week. Slide in there. Slide into those DMs. Mm. Tell us what you want Mark and I to have to do to each other. Um, <laughs> for the let's, Within reason. Within reason. <laughs> that we w- hadn't already dreamt about on NyQuil. Um, <laughs> nice plug. Uh, thank you. Um, yeah, NyQuil, DayQuil, Theraflu. Love to get that Got Theraflu. Got it, dude. Cunt. You're getting sick a lot. <laughs> <laughs> um, we do have one. Here it is. Okay. Loser has to wax their, their chest. chest. Shit. <laughs> I got a decent amount of chest hair. Yeah, you do. I'll say that. <laughs> I'll say this. Never gotten it waxed, ever. Have you? Yeah. No. You seem like a guy pre-GQ cover that was like, wax it all. I'll trim a little bit, but not wax. Well, everyone will trim a little bit, but I'm talking about- That's going to hurt. Pasting, ripping- Like 40-year-old virgin. Screaming, yes. That's going to hurt. <sighs> wow. Come on, Tannehill. I do not want to bleed. <laughs> That's- Again, Again, from the nips. Um, Bleeding from the nips will be my new comedy special. All right, so where, and do we get to pick the choice of... uh, I think we should do it at like a big venue. 
maybe something coming up soon. Like the Super Bowl? Super Bowl, probably or a something. Chuck e. <laughs> <laughs> Quickest way to get, I'll take top 10 ways to get kicked out and banned from all Chuck E. Cheese franchises. The get fact your chest that you're not already is terrifying. <laughs> well, I'm a good guy. Yeah. Uh, okay, so it's getting the chest waxed. Yeah. Agreed? Shake on it. Make it official. Ballsy on three. One, two, three. Ballsy. Damn it. it. <laughs> All right. Come on, Ryan. Don't let me down. I feel good about Mahomes. You should feel good. Yeah. Let's not have it be some like knockoff chest wax place. No. Like, I don't no, want some no. student. You know, sometimes you go to like a haircut place and no, like, it's my first no, time no. cutting the hair. You're like, I'm going to no. fucking get out of here. You're getting the worst. I want somebody that's like 30 bucks. Right? Isn't that like how much? I don't know how much what you the get going your chest rate is. What's the going rate? 60, 60 bucks? Like six bucks. 40, six bucks. I will not subscribe or sign Yes, you have to. A $6 chest wax? Yeah. <laughs> From a donkey? <laughs> You're going to pay me six bucks to do it. Oh, fuck. All right. I'm, I'm game. We got to wrap it up. Okay. What have we learned today? That Rex is awesome. The Titans are going to lose. Aaron Rodgers beat the brakes off the Seahawks. Fuck. And you're going to get your chest hair wax soon. That's your opinion, and opinions are just like buttholes. Everybody's got one, but not everyone knows how to use it. Oh, what do you wait? What's that? <laughs> and they all stink. Um, we Thanks should, for tuning in. We again should this remind time. people that oh, this is a weekly platforms. show. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and if you guys like the show, which you're watching, you're listening, you probably you can DM do. us that too. Yeah, tell us, tweet at us, Fourth and Forever at Mark Sanchez at Adam Ray Comedy. Tell us why you love the show, what you love about it at Mark underscore Sanchez. What we can do better. And just know that every week uh, we're getting new big guests, and we have some pretty kick-ass athletes lined up for the next coming weeks. If you good like stuff, football, you should probably yeah. stay subscribed and tuned into this program. It's a big one. Because it's about to, as the kids say, get turned crunk. up. Crunk. Fuck. <laughs> I'm 37. Um, follow us on all platforms, YouTube, uh, Instagram, social media. Everything. Uh, at Fourth Twitter, and Forever. At Fourth and Forever. And download us, iTunes, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts, audio, and uh, make your commute a little brighter.